Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of India this time, where I'm sitting together with an old friend that I've been working with for several years now. And one of the things that we have done together is agricultural project projects. So I don't know if you want to share your name or not. Be free to share whatever information you want to, but I'm glad that you're with us today. Hi, uh... I'm, you can call me Anil for today. Anil, okay. <laughs> we'll call you Anil for today. Okay. So our country is uh, uh, agriculture. Uh, our Most of our uh, business and uh, our country survives on uh, agriculture. So that is a real uh, uh, a, a, a opportunity for us to reach out to the nation when we have uh, something to offer that's related to agriculture. Uh, that's how we begin to do things uh, that have to do with food production. And you know, I just I want to give my audience a little bit of a, a background. When I first started to work with Anil, we we had um, uh, focused on doing some agricultural projects together. Now, if you're not familiar with aquaponics, it is a system that we have been using at Back to Jerusalem for several years now. We've used it in the Philippines. We've used it in China. We've used it in Sudan. We've used it in uh, northern Iraq. We've, we've basically used this system all around the world. And you might be asking yourself, what is aquaponics? It is a sustainable system where we do not use soil. It's also a soilless system where we are able to grow food, grow vegetables um, in a bed of rocks. Uh, we don't need soil. We don't need, you know, a lot of people are always looking for areas where they have the best soil that's rich with nutrients and, and nitrogen and, and all kinds of different things that are needed by uh, uh, farmers to grow vegetables. However, there's a lot of places that we work with in the world that do not have fertile soil. So this system uses rock beds, rock beds to grow vegetables, and the rock beds are attached to um, fish beds or um, what we would call small little fish ponds or, or uh, like a reservoir with, with fish. And so the fish live in this small little reservoir. Their waste in the water builds up, flows out of the, the, the fish pond or the fish reservoir into these rock beds. And the rock beds uh, capture the nutrients with the vegetables that are in the rock beds. And then the rocks themselves clean the water as the water is then recycled back to the fish. Now it's been a, a mostly sustainable system in the way that the you feed the fish, the fish feed uh, dirty the water, the water feeds the plants, the 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 plants feed off of the the bacteria and the waste in the water and then the rocks clean the water and then the water flows back to the fish, but there's always been one element 
that has challenged us. And that has been, how do we feed the fish? It would be so great to grow something where the fish pollute the water, the water feeds the, the, the plants, the rocks clean the water, and the water comes back to the fish. And if there was something that we could grow in that rock bed that wouldn't just feed people but also feed the fish, that would be excellent. The closest we ever got was a plant called duckweed. And we've been we've used that in the past, but it wasn't a complete diet for helping the the fish grow at a at a faster rate. So we always had to supplement it with fish food or something else. How many years ago was it um, that the Back to Jerusalem team came here to India to do the aquaponics? Uh, almost uh, four years now. Four years. Yeah. That it seems like only about a year or two ago. So about four years ago. Um, you learned about this system here in India. And yesterday, I saw your aquaponics farm just right outside of your house here. You grow it um, in your house. Now, people are, may not be familiar with the setups here in India, but your home, uh, basically, you have no yard. Your yard is you have kind of a, you have a, a brick driveway for your cars to park, and then you have almost like a small porch that's like a concrete porch but you've turned it into a garden because you haven't needed a big area with soil. How did aquaponics change your way of, of growing food for your family? Oh, yes, uh, because uh, that was a real disappointment uh, for me and my family when we couldn't afford to buy a, a farmland near this city where we are based. And uh, then... When uh, Back to Jerusalem offered the uh, aquaponics, uh, initially uh, we were uh, quite uh, worried about the expense because most of the system that uh, exists, uh, which we heard about uh, when we heard about uh, aquaponics, they were expensive. All the ingredients, all the basic uh, motors, and all that needs to be imported. Uh, but the system which Back to Jerusalem taught me. Uh, really uh, helped me to use the local material, uh, the containers where the plants grow, uh, the uh, tank or the reservoir, it's made from cement. Everything is available uh, locally. Uh, the rocks we just picked up from outside our <laughs> house. We just uh, washed it, cleaned it. We uh, used the uh, pebbles, these uh, small rocks for, to grow. And uh, then... Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the local materials? What kind of local materials are you using for the plant beds? And uh, you said that the fish are in a concrete or a... a, a reservoir made out of cement uh but what are the rock beds and uh, the water pipes where, where did you get those what are those made of oh that's uh that's a common uh, uh plumbing pipes common uh, uh pipes which we use for uh, household uh, uh plumbing uh, that we get everywhere uh, that we bought from the local shop and so the water pipes that you bring the water into the, the plants and then also to filter the water back to the fish, that was all just local plumbing pipes that you bought at a local store? Yes. 
they uh, we have uh, different uh, sorts of uh, expensive ones uh, cheaper ones we went for the local cheaper one uh, because uh, they are uh, non polluting non contaminating it's a proven uh, low cost uh, pipes uh, so it's good for our health also it's not releasing any toxic yeah. uh, elements into the water uh, but uh, the point is it's a replicable model for our co-workers and the neighbors and people who visit us uh, they don't see uh, it anymore as an expensive uh, project uh, they know that these pipes are available locally and uh, either stones are everywhere we have that in plenty we don't have to buy and uh, then the soil is... Uh, so if you heard that, I mean, you're listening from America, you can know that our pipes are actually safer than those that are used for the water system in Detroit, <laughs> where the people can't even drink the water because the water pipes are polluted. Um, but the water pipes are using here, they're PVC, they're completely safe for running the water through for the fish and the plants. So the, the, the uh, plant beds then, what are those made out of? Uh, uh, we uh, collected uh, containers, the big tanks, uh, basically used for uh, storage of oil or uh, different uh, uh, chemicals. Uh, uh, sorry, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, now we are starting to sound. Sorry. Now we are starting to sound like Detroit. Uh, uh, but no, these are actually th- these are plastic barrels, right? Yes. That these plastic barrels you cut in half, yes. and so uh, these rock beds are made out of plastic barrels that you, you were able to get. They were clean. They have. They weren't uh, covered with anything toxic, which really didn't matter so much because you covered them with rocks, right. and then the rocks had uh, the vegetables. That's where you plant your vegetables is in those rock beds that are now held by just random barrels that you found outside in your community, cut them in half, turn them upside down, and use those as your rock bed. So you're using local materials and not expensive materials either. These are everyday materials that normal people, normal Indians can buy and use to do replicate the system that you're using. Yes, these barrels are actually water containers, uh, mostly used for uh, as water containers because we don't have uh, most of the areas uh, around the house in this locality doesn't uh, get uh, running water. So we need to store drinking water for our daily use. So these containers are uh, used for that purpose. So it's uh, safe. Uh, that's why uh, we use that for our aquaponics and easily available uh, throughout uh, India. And uh, then coming to this uh, plumbing, going back to plumbing, is uh, even uh, my son can assemble it, demonstrate it, uh, because... It and how old is your son? Uh, my, he just turned 12. He just turned 12. How long has he been um, assembling and, and disassembling this system? Uh, almost three years. <laughs> almost three years. And you've used him before as a teacher and instructor for other people. Uh, uh, he volunteered. I didn't force him. He <laughs> volunteered. That's very important to clarify. <laughs> to teach in one of the sessions because... Uh, People uh, look at me uh, like a big scientist or a rocket scientist <laughs> or somebody who can grow uh, plants, vegetables uh, without soil. 
that's the real thing attracts uh, most of our friends and neighbors and uh, many people from surrounding areas when they hear uh, they absolutely they do not believe that you cannot grow vegetables without soil it's impossible so until they see uh, they cannot accept that it is possible so that's why we get lot of these visitors on daily basis or every week we have uh, people then it was a challenge for me to spend time with all these newcomers asking all this silly oh, 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 i mean all these <laughs> uh, questions repeatedly yeah. so that's where my son came in and he said papa uh, now i know uh, how it works so you just relax uh um, so he started entertaining these uh, visitors uh, he began to uh, share about this and it really helped me it's keeping him from a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> so now he's been he is able to teach people when they come in wanting to learn how to do the system um he's able to show them how to do the system now uh let me ask this question uh the people that have learned the system have you seen them use it in other parts of india as well yes and uh, they are more innovative they are no longer inno- more innovative than you yeah because uh, uh we have limited resources we want to uh, multiply our resources so they don't make a cement uh, tank or a cement reservoir like i did they just dig a hole and collect the rainwater uh, using uh, pl- uh, they make uh, plastic lined ponds uh, we have a safe uh, uv safe 120 gsm uh, sheets available tarpaulin or uh, silpaulin sheets available all across india they just dig a hole and uh, p- put this uh, plastic lining collect rain uh, collect rainwater and then they start their aquaponics and from there the water that they pump from their their handmade uh pond how do they pump the water then from uh the pond into the rock beds and from the rock beds back into the fish pond uh, uh now they use uh, ordinary 12 volt uh, uh motor pump which we use during our summer months to cool our houses uh, we have these uh, pumps available uh, everywhere uh locally made uh, pumps they use those uh, mini pumps 12 watt uh, water cooler pumps and are you able to share the gospel in different areas how has this helped the mission work inside of india wow it's uh, the whole uh, uh, concept uh, makes sharing gospel uh, very simple uh, because uh, the question we ask our friends uh, or uh, our coworkers are trained to ask is you know why we cannot grow uh, well in the soil because weeds where did the weeds come from so we back to the uh, go back to the story of garden of eden uh, how sin entered how uh, the weeds started growing and uh, then uh, the solution yes always there is a solution for our challenges for our problem the ultimate solution is not just uh, eating food or producing food and vegetables and farming but uh, we have to prepare and find the solution to get or in indian terms attain eternal uh, salvation so that jesus provides free of cost uh, so aquaponics uh, gives us a bridge uh, door 
to share gospel with our uh, non-believing uh, neighbors and friends. And has this also been a way that uh, people that live in more poor areas are able to grow their own food and bring in their own protein? Uh, sure, because uh, water is limited. Most of the farming is uh, rain-fed farming. When there is rain, they uh, do their farming. Uh, rest of the year, they migrate to a nearby city and work in some construction site or uh, uh, make their living that way. They leave the families behind. And uh, even uh, where there is uh, water is available uh, because of uh, continuous use of uh, fertilizers, chemical uh, fertilizers for farming, the soil lo uh, lost its uh, uh, fertility and uh, it has become useless. They need to use more, uh, increase the uh, quantity of fertilizers they uh, use uh, every year. So that way it becomes expensive. Here we are offering a solution where with the water which you can use uh, harvest after uh, harvest. Otherwise in the regular farming they need to pour water every day, sometimes twice a day. Uh, they need to keep the beds warm. They need more water. It consumes and wastes a lot of water through a uh, flooding system or whatever traditional uh, irrigation system farmers practice. Aquap uh, aquaponics is the best solution for water saving and for uh, limited uh, when there is uh, uh, water is available only in a limited quantity. Uh, still they can do farming. Only the initial setup they need to understand, but uh, even a child can run the the whole family can look after the aquaponics farm. And then they can have the fish, which will provide protein. They will have the vegetables, and then, like you said, it's water conservation. So they're not using up any water except for the water that's actually in the system, which is maintained in the system for the most part. Um, are there any chemicals that are used in growing these vegetables? Uh, in aquaponics? Yeah. Never. Never. They'll kill the, because it's a living uh, system. Uh, the uh, rocks become living with uh, nitrites and the water is living and uh, the whole uh, uh, nutrients, uh, the source of nutrients uh, are fish and fish won't survive if you have chemicals in your system. Uh, we uh, there is no need if at all uh, somebody experiences with it, it kills the whole system. So there's no point of uh, introducing chemical pesticides or weedicides or any of those harmful things in this system. Yeah, so it's uh, it's organic. It's a completely organic uh, food source for the people that you're working together with that live in poor areas. It provides their own food. Um, one final question. Just as a guess, just as an idea, I know that you don't have an exact number. How many uh, aquaponic farms are there now, do you believe, in India? Uh, all across, uh, we have uh, uh, trained uh, more than 200 people uh, in faith farming, uh, natural farming. Uh, all those people also got introduction and training uh, about aquaponics because everywhere we demonstrated, uh, even inside a uh, classroom and also uh, wherever we planted a, a faith uh, garden, uh, there, we, uh, there we established. Uh, this is something visible. Uh, so we have uh, 
more than a dozen uh, working farms uh, uh, plus uh, almost forty uh, different uh, places they uh, attempted then they had to leave the place so they have to abandon the uh, project or abandon those uh, uh, aquaponic uh, farms still uh, almost a dozen is uh, working regularly regularly wow thank you so much i really appreciate this for those of you that are not familiar with aquaponics and would like to know more feel free to contact us uh we really feel that india has been one of the the best places for the aquaponics setup and it's been mainly because of this dear brother that i'm sitting together with now he has taken it to levels that i have not seen before we never got around to the the portion that he actually developed that i thought was amazing which was he is now developing several plants in his garden that he can use to feed the fish so the fish are primarily fed by the very items that the fish waste feeds it's a remarkable recyclable system like he said it is a living system one in which each unit uh which each part of the system relies on the life-giving source of the other. And uh, this has been an amazing time being here together with you. I can hear the noise take place upstairs where we are doing our Sunday school training program as well. Um, and so I will have to let you go. But I want to thank you uh, for everybody that is that has downloaded this podcast or you pushed play and are listening to the live stream of it on our website or through YouTube or for through um, iTunes. Uh, we want to thank you for coming back and, and joining us again, uh, being a part of what Back to Jerusalem is doing. We covet your prayers. We are excited about your partnership and are so very thankful for your support. Again, this has been another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of India. God bless you. Hello, I'm Eugene Bach, and I'm coming to you with a little bit of a Back to Jerusalem emergency. We need your help. For those of you that are able to help, if you are retired or you are a student or you are finding yourself right now with a vision to serve in missions, we need you. Today, Back to Jerusalem missionaries in China are training people that are going to the field between China and Jerusalem in the 1040 window. Many of those students are learning English as their second language, and if you speak English, we need your help. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably speak English. For those that are willing to make a six-month commitment or a one-semester commitment, we will provide housing and air tickets once you pass a very simple background check and sign a confidentiality agreement. The schools are underground house church schools, and they desperately need your partnership today. This is a offer that we are giving out, sending out for the very first time because we are in an emergency situation where we have missionaries that are ready to go. They just need help. We can arrange all of the logistics to get your visa, housing, and transportation if you send me an email at cenobach at gmail.com. 
S-I-N-O-B-A-C-H at gmail.com. Again, you can send me a message to my email at S-I-N-O-B-A-C-H at gmail.com. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for partnering together with Back to Jerusalem. God bless.